Hi guys, it's Vanessa and welcome back to Here's My Heart, Valentine's Day edition episode, which is going to be all about love. And if you know me, you know that this is my day and you know I'm huge on love. I love everything about love. I've always loved everything about love. I decided I would take it to my Instagram and I would ask you a lot of questions that you want to know about love because, you know, I've shared a lot about my experiences with love, how I view love. I've learned a lot about love in my life, rebuilding my own definition of love because, you know, your first definition of love is given to you by your parents. It's given to you by your family. And it takes some rebuilding of your definition of love to really understand what it is. And so this Valentine's Day, whether or not you're single, whether or not you're in a relationship, I think this is something everybody should hear and everybody should at least think about when it comes to romance, when it comes to love, whether it's platonic, whether it's, you know, romantic, whether it's a familial, familial, family, whatever way, like love is love. And there are so many different types of love. Certain loves fill you in a different way. But again, love is love. And Valentine's Day has always been one of my favorite days. And then, you know, you hear people say, oh, my God, I hate Valentine's Day. Bro, like, if you were in a relationship, you probably would love Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Like, you people saying, I don't care about your post. I care about your post. So if someone tells you, I don't give a fuck about your post, tell them Vanessa cares. And so that's why I posted it. Because some, some people say, nobody cares. I care. Okay? Tell them I care. So that's proving them wrong. One person cares. That's it. Post it. Do it. Love today. Like, it's just a day where I feel like... People are a lot less scared to love and people are a lot more open to love. And I just love love like every single day of the year, 365 days of the year. I'm a huge lover and that is my favorite thing about myself. I have a huge heart and I know it and I love it. You know, like nobody can ever take this away from me. No matter how many heartbreaks, no matter how many things happen to me, I will continue to love. So we do have a lot of great questions and I've kind of written down a few answers, but we're just going to kind of uh, go with the flow because this is a very spontaneous episode. I just really, I'm a huge lover. Again, I need to stop talking, even though this is a podcast about me talking. Anyways, the first question is, why do you love love? I feel like the people who don't love love maybe are just very pessimistic about it because they only see the downsides to love. But I mean, What is there not to love? I mean, love is in everything, if you think about it. Love is truly in everything. It's in small acts. It's in small things like your friends checking up on you. It's small things and hugs. You know, it's it's things you love. It's it's not just a lover. Love is everywhere. It's in the sun. It's when the sun peaks on you. Over the clouds, the sun is watching you silently. And it, it takes no more to love than it does to hate in this world. It really does not at all. So what's there not to love about love? And that's what I want to ask. Love is one of the greatest things in this world. And I think to accept it and to have it, it fills you in ways that so many things can never. Moving on to number two, I got a question that is, what is my love language? And I want to talk about love language for a second here. Everyone has their own love language. You can take a test online. There's five love languages, physical touch, quality time, you know, like pretty sure you all know them. If you don't, just look it up. Um... What helped me understand love languages a lot is realizing that my love language is what I didn't receive as a child. And truthfully, I've asked a lot of my friends, and it seems to be true that their love languages are what they lacked in as a child. So now it's what they seek the most. You know, it's the part of their hearts that are a bit empty. And for me, quality time has always been my number one love language. I've always loved quality time. But I also realized... Sorry, my dog's making some noise, but what I love 
is quality time, but that doesn't mean what I give is quality time. I realize the way I want to be loved and the way I give love is a bit different, you know? I want quality time, but I tend to also give acts of service and I tend to be a big words of affirmation person. That's why a lot of the times we may not feel loved because the person doesn't understand how we want to be loved. They could be huge on physical touch. Maybe physical touch is how they feel loved. But physical touch for you makes you a bit uncomfortable. They don't know that. They're just trying to show their love. They don't know that, you know, it's not comfortable for you. They don't know that you don't love it. You know, they don't they don't know that. So I feel like it really takes an understanding of how the other person wants to be loved that really does make a relationship work, whether it's platonic or romantic. And when I'm talking about all love in this episode, it applies to any types of relationship. And so now we move on to number three, which is how to grow self-love. And this has been the biggest game changer for me. I realized in times where I really just wanted someone so badly were the times where I was the most empty. And I think I wanted them to fill that part of my heart that I didn't think I could. But when I finally realized, like, at the end of the day, you will only have yourself guaranteed on this planet. You know, like, as long as you are here, the only thing that is for sure is yourself. Because think about it, you know, you you can lose touch with friends. You can get in fights with family. So many things can happen. But who can you always count on? It's yourself. And so if you are very, you know, distant with yourself and you don't even care to, like, just handle yourself, like, and you don't care to understand yourself and learn yourself, then who who will? And you know you hear that saying all the time. Like, you can't expect someone to love you unless you love yourself. You know, you think it's cliche. It is so, so true. And I'm not saying that you have to be perfectly healed to enter a relationship either. I do not believe that in any way. But I do believe that it is a lot better when you are a lot more secure in yourself because I realize a lot of times in past relationships, a lot of things that would bother me were insecurities that either I or him would project onto each other, and that was neither of our faults, you know? You need to really learn to be alone. Like, strip away all the distractions from your life, strip away all the partying, strip away all the everything. Would you be happy with who you are and how you treat people and what you love and how you, you know, you really know yourself? You, and also, it's understanding, like, that you are all these things, you know, you, you are smart, you're intelligent, you're loving, you're brave, you're courageous, you're all these things. But you know, you might also be lazy. You might also be sometimes mean, you might also sometimes be really emotional, but that's okay. Like, these are all parts of you. That's not bad to be one thing and good to be another. These are all parts of you that make you you. And that is a beautiful thing. And I think that the parts of you that you hate, And the parts of you that you neglect are truthfully the parts that need more love and the parts that need more nurturing and the parts that need more care. The things that I hate the most about myself and the things I try to push away, they're stemmed from my biggest insecurities and my biggest worries. These are all parts of us. I I think one thing that helped me too was when I was in eating disorder recovery, one of my therapists told me like, let's give that voice in your head a name, you know? And this could apply to you whether or not you had an eating disorder, it really does not matter. Like, if you have a voice in your head that attacks you and belittles you and just tries to make you feel different than you truly are, I want you to think of this voice and I want you to give it a name. 
I gave my name uh, Bianca because I always hated people named Bianca. I don't know why. It was just I have no reason. I'm sorry if you're named Bianca. I have nothing against you. It was just something growing up made me hate the name Bianca. But I named her Bianca. And I was like, actually, no, I named her Brittany. I'm so sorry to all Britneys too. I'm so sorry to all Britneys. I named her Brittany, okay? I named her Brittany. I think it's because when I played episode when I was younger, I would name them like Brittany, Tiffany. I don't know. I just really like those names. Anyways, give that give that voice a name and understand that this is a younger version of yourself. This is the younger version of yourself that for me felt unloved by a lot of people because of the way I looked. It felt very insecure in the way I looked. It felt like people would only treat me with respect and love if I was pretty on the outside, you know? And these were all my insecurities that were a part of myself. I was always worried that people wouldn't like me. And that's the part that needs more love because, yeah, that voice is a part of me, but that is not all of me. I am not Brittany. She is a younger version of me. She's a younger part of me. And I love her, you know? She's a part that I wish I could give her a hug. She's not the part that I hate or I, I want to neglect or I want to push away. She's the part I embrace the most because she needed the most love. And I wish someone could have given her a hug, you know? Moving on, we have number four, which is how do you stay positive with others having love even when you don't? And, you know, I was actually in a coffee shop yesterday when I was starting to write these down and write my little notes down. And I was with my friend Chris and I asked him this question because, honestly, I'm a bit curious. Love, I'm very optimistic about it. But truthfully, like... Like, love does not solve everything. And some things, when you have a certain love missing, it really does affect you, you know? Like, if you're missing a mother's love, if you're missing a father's love, those are way different than just missing the love of one platonic friend. It's a lot more powerful when you're missing something like that. It's hard to stay positive. A lot of the times, it's hard. And a lot of the times, it, it there's no silver lining. Some things are just irreplaceable. Some things are just tragic. Now, if you feel unloved from just one certain person that is your world right now, it kind of makes you have this really tunnel vision. You want this person so bad that their love means everything to you and that their love is the one that really matters and it's all that matters and that's all you want. So you really just focus on that one love and you almost can't really see anything else. You can't see all the love that surrounds you from friends, from family. You can't see any of it because in the times where I felt so unloved, I was really hyper-focused on one person and everything else was just dark, you know, like in my eyes, he was the sun and I just felt so unlovable when I couldn't be loved by him and that doesn't make you unlovable. That doesn't mean that you don't have love or that you're not worth love. Personally, I focus on all the love that I do have and that I am lucky to have. Not the things that I lack. Like, I know I can't change anything I lack, but I can focus on the love I have and I can put time and effort into it and I can nurture those relationships and I can see it grow and I can see it blossom. And I think that's how I can stay positive. But, you know, some things just, it's hard. It's unfair. Now, a lot of people want to ask, what is love to me? What is my definition of love? Because love has very, it's a very um, big umbrella term, you know? It's a huge word that encompasses a lot of different feelings and definitions, and it's complicated. In no way is love simple, to me at least. Well, I think it's many things. I think that love eventually becomes a choice. I think at first, you can't fall in love at first sight. 
You can have infatuation at first sight, but I don't think you can fall in love. To fall in love means you really have to know this person. You really have to know them inside and out. I think that love is also unconditional. And I know what love is because I have felt loved and I have loved. And in those times when I've loved, it was unconditional. It was, you could do anything to me and I'm still here for you, but not in a toxic way. It's just that I know you're going through something and I know you can only give me 30% and that's okay. I can give you 70 right now and I, it's worth it to me because I love you and I care about you. And I also think that love and abuse cannot coexist. And it was relearning that that gave me my first true definition of love that I gave myself. There's a bell hooks quote that I love in this book called All About Love. Something about the extended will to nurture yourself or oneself um, well-being. That is what love is. And I love that quote. I think that's the most simple way to sum up the most complicated thing. And someone asked me, what's the best love advice that I've ever received? I've given a lot of love advice. I personally don't ever really ask for anything that deeply about love advice unless it's about like a crush that I'm like into at the moment where I just ask like, oh my God, what should I text him? Like, that's probably the most love advice I've asked for. I think I would say though, it wasn't really advice, but I've gone to two psychics in the past, which I don't really trust psychics to be honest with you, but... Both of them told me that I have a huge heart and that a lot of people tend to take advantage of it. But you know what else that surprised me is they said to wear your heart on your sleeve because you have so much love to give and you should give it. And so I, you know, I have like four heart tattoos. Like all my tattoos are pretty much about love or things that I have loved. I'm huge on love and I will always continue to wear my heart on my sleeve. And I'm not ashamed of that at all. Now, number seven, can I ever stop loving someone just because the relationship is no longer exciting. And I think that this fully depends on you. I think it could, you know, be both in a case-to-case basis. For me, I know that I will always have love for someone in my heart. If I've loved you, I always will. There's no way I can just unlove you, you know? Like, whether or not you're still in my life. If I've loved you in the past, I always will. You always have this special place in my heart that no one can fill and no one can replace. It has your name on it and it is for you and you only. You were once so important to me. You still are so important to me. It's just more that it's a passive and more of a silent love from now on. You know, like I can't be checking in on you. I, I can't be doing that. I can't be talking to you constantly, but I'm watching over you silently, you know, and I, I hope you know I'm thinking of you. And every time you cross my mind, it's never something negative. It's the same as a love for like an old childhood friend. Think about it. Think about your first childhood friend. Truthfully, I just remember her name was Sophia and I was in preschool. I really don't know much about her, but again, she lives in my heart, you know, like she was my first friend. I remember Sophia as my first friend. And I think that she'll always have a place in my heart. Yeah, it was probably not as much of an intense love as it is with certain people that I've really matured and had deeper connections with because I'm more able to. But still, you know, you're in my heart and you're in my heart forever. And now this is one that I, oh, this one kind of hit home a little bit. How to decipher love in rocky platonic relationships. I relate and resonate with you so badly actually up until a few weeks ago when I finally decided to put myself first it was the best decision I have ever made so once again I want to say that you know love and abuse cannot coexist and I think a lot of the times we do think it can because a lot of times we grew up in a household where love and abuse did exist it wasn't at the same time and it wasn't probably from the same person I know that if I would never ever do what they did to me 
even to my worst enemy. It doesn't matter. And they could do it so easily to someone that they supposedly love. That is not love. And I'm leaving, you know? Like, I'm sorry, I'm gone. Like, think about the people you love the most in the world, in this world and think about how you treat them. It's not hard to love them. It's easy. It's so easy to love them. It's like second nature. It's not a chore. Like, like doing things that make them feel loved, spending quality time, giving them hugs, things like that. It, it comes so easy. It's so natural. Like for me, taking care of my dog right now, it comes so easy and it's so natural. I just want to spend every day with him because I love him. It's He's not a task. He's not a burden. And that's how you know that it's not love if, if you feel neglected and if you feel all these other things. Because again, I want to emphasize, I wish I could emphasize this more love and abuse cannot coexist they are two opposites and i know so many people who are stuck in a lot of tough relationships and it's hard when you're in that position too and if you've gotten out of it i'm so so happy for you and you are so strong and if you're still in it i know that you are so strong and you don't deserve any of this and you deserve such a healthy love i think a lot of people now moving on to question nine tend to fear a lot of love And I find it crazy that so many of us fear the most comforting emotion. I actually wrote a little journal entry about this a while ago and I turned it into like a little TikTok video because I was deciding to be artsy that, that day, I guess. I think that a lot of us who fear love were someone who had love in the past and then lost it. And it was the absence of love that made you never wanna have it again because you never wanted to lose it again. Think about it. You felt something for the first time, and it was amazing. It was great. It was a rare experience. And you had it, and it changed you, and it, ma- it filled you. But then you lost it, and you know, it made you empty, and it really drained you. That pain, that drought that came afterwards, that was way longer, and that was way harder than the, than the hours of rain, the pouring rain. You know what I mean? That drought lasted years, and you felt it every day. And that is why so many people, I feel, fear love. I think Gabby and I talk about this a lot, and think about that love that you had, and maybe you did lose it. Maybe you didn't. But think about every moment. It was worth every moment. The hurt was worth it. To have someone who means so much to you, to have the hurt be worth it, that is beautiful. And I think that the only things that truly can hurt you the most in this world are the things you love the most in the world because the only things that can really hurt you are the things you care about the most. And what do you care about the most? The things you love the most. So how beautiful is it to have something that you once loved so much have so much power over you and have so much love like that? You know, you felt such a strong love. In this time that we're here, I want to experience it all. I want to experience the love. I want to experience the heartbreak. I want to experience the pain. I want to experience the joys. I want to experience it all. And I think that that is what makes the human experience so amazing is the ability to experience it all. And so then now I want to transition into dating apps because a lot of the times it is really hard if you do want to experience it all. How do you even meet this person, you know? I personally have never been a fan of dating apps. It's not that I have anything against it or I think that people who use it are lame or whatever. Like truthfully, I know some people who have been in such long relationships who have met their significant other based off of a dating app and which I am like so happy for them, you know, like go, go you. For me, I just cannot get over the fact that I don't know them and like I can't get myself to meet up with them no matter what. I don't know. It just seems like I just can't do it. I'm not comfortable. I'm a very closed off and scared person too when it comes to people I don't know. I get intimidated pretty easily. 
And so I I can never go on dating apps. But mutual friends, like, more organically, like, that is what I prefer. And so if you don't want to go off dating apps, I say just, like, start, you know, meeting your friends, friends and introducing and all these things. Because also you're probably a lot more compatible because your friends are a lot more similar to you. And, again... It's just a lot more natural, and I've always been a romantic in the way that I love old-school love. You know, I want you to pick me up from my house. I want you to send me flowers. I want you to write me love letters. I love handwritten love notes. I love it all. I love love. I love love. I also struggle with the thing that I need to be friends with somebody before I date them. This is something I realized. I've been in four relationships, okay? And my credentials don't take, like, my credentials make me seem like a bad person to go to for love advice because I've been in four relationships, but... Three of them lasted a month and a half and one lasted four months. My most successful one was the one that we started off as friends. And I think it's because he didn't have anything to hide. You know, it wasn't like I was learning new parts of him or new parts of him would come out or all these things. It was like, it was all on paper. I saw them all and I loved it all. I also though can't be friends with somebody and then date them because I don't want to lose that friendship. I've had way too many friendships lost or jeopardized or whatever. Things have gotten in the way. And I just, sometimes I just want friends to be friends and I I need you as a friend. But also, I can't, you know, I also need to be friends with you before I date you. So it's kind of like a complicated issue that I don't really know how to solve. But anyways, moving on. Number 11 is, what do you feel about saying I love you too, too early? And... I don't, I mean, everyone has different definitions of too early. Too early could be a day in or two weeks in and a month in. For me, I knew I said I love you way too early because I didn't know him well enough. It was infatuation. You know, I didn't know his insides and outs. I didn't know his house. I mean, when I talk about house, I mean the house of his heart. I have this anal- uh, analogy that I, that I use describing a house similar to a uh, heart in the way that, you know, you, you see it on the outside and you think it's this beautiful figure and it's a beautiful symbol and all these things, but you go inside and you look at the dark corners and you look at the broken windows and you see the types of books I love and you see the memories I have, my pictures on my wall and my heart. I, I love this analogy and I will always use it, but it takes time to learn the mechanics of a house too, the insides and outs of the house. It takes time to get adjusted to the house. It takes time to decorate. It takes time to learn where you want to move things. You can't just move in and feel comfortable immediately. That's not ever how it's going to feel. So that's why I don't think, you know, moving in and immediately saying, I love you is, it's infatuation. You are infatuated. Think about when you go to an open house and you're like, oh my God, this house is so beautiful. I love it. Oh my God, this person is so beautiful. I love them. You don't. You don't know the house. You don't know that underneath the floors are breaking. You don't know about the mold in the basement. You don't know about all these things. You haven't seen all these things. You just see the beautiful parts. So I think once it takes you to see all the other parts of the house that a lot of people neglect and a lot of people try to hide and you accept them and you love them and you shed light on them, that's love. I think that's love. It also takes time to learn. Now, number 17 is, do you think you can control love? For example, force yourself not to feel. And this is something that I also asked Chris because I genuinely had no clue. And I know, as I, get, I said again, I'm a huge love enthusiast, but this one really caught me off guard because I think you can, but I also think you can't. And so what Chris said, I completely agree with. He thinks that romantically, you can't control love. Because again, I agree with this. I think that romantic love eventually becomes a choice. And so I think you can choose to not love someone anymore. Platonically though, 
He said no. Our natural state as humans are to love platonically. We are meant to love platonically. Not all of us in our natural state are meant to love romantically. On a day-to-day basis, we need people. We need this platonic love. We don't need a romantic love every day. And I, I agree with him. And I thought that was a great way to answer it. So now what is my advice to a 20-year-old who has never dated? First, I want to say there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Truly, I wish I was you. I'm jealous because I think that you are often most aware of what you want and most aware of who you are. And that's why you don't settle and you don't give in to a lot of things that you don't want to because you're sure of yourself. And that is something that you own and that is amazing. And I don't think you should be ashamed. I think that some person's going to come along and make you realize why you waited so long all this time like my little brother he's actually uh, 18 he's never also been in a relationship but I think he's one of the most special guys in this world I genuinely think he's he's a, a diamond in the rough like the girl who finds him and the girl who loves him and he loves is gonna be so lucky because he is such a kind heart and now this one how do you be okay without love from a friend well, I it's going to hurt. I'm going to be honest. Hurt. Feel it. I love this quote from the book Tuesdays with Maury. It is basically talking about detachment and it's talking about feeling pain. And when you feel pain, you want to feel it 100%. Let it absorb you. Let it stab you. Let it fill you 100%. Feel it all. Cry if you have to. And then let it go. You know, don't forget about it. It's still there, but it, you know, let it go. You had your moment to cry about it. You had your moment to be sad about it. You had your moment to feel it. And now you are going to focus on all these other parts of your life that you can right now because there's love in these aspects. You know, you felt whatever was burdening you in the moment and you let it go. And also, some people aren't meant to be in your life forever. And this is something that recently I've learned a lot. Some people are meant to be in your life for a certain reason. Maybe it was for a certain chapter of your life. Maybe it was to teach you a lesson. I believe that a lot of people in this life are seasonal and not everyone is forever. I do have some people that I do see as forever. I do have some that I, you know, I will try to keep forever. A lot of people are silent lovers. It's not that they don't love you. I'm saying like potentially. It's not that they don't love you. It could be that their way of showing their love is different than the way you normally feel it. Some people love in ways that they want to be loved, not necessarily how you want to be loved. So maybe you want to be loved loudly, but they want to be loved silently. So they will love you silently while you love them loudly and neither of you feel the love. But there is love, you just don't feel it. And now let's end off with a last question because we're going to try and make this episode not that long. But what's something everyone seems to have? Oh, just kidding. What's something everyone seems to hate, but you love it? Personally, I love being single. I love being single to my core. I love spending all my time by myself. I love deciding what I want to do with my time. I love doing things on my own schedule. I love, I love it. And I love pouring my heart and soul into these platonic relationships that I can nourish and grow because these people have been there for me through it all. No matter who I'm talking to, no matter what I'm doing, these people have loved me and I love loving them. And so I focus on that because being in a relationship romantic wise for me, it's not something I'm just going to throw myself into. I've hurt a lot of people because I've thrown myself into some relationships. I really have hurt a lot of people. And I also hope that they know that I will 
There's only one ex I've ever had that has left a sour taste in my mouth, which I will not say his name out loud, but I was a senior in high school. He was the one I never showed online. All the boyfriends I've ever showed online, I really hope that they're doing well in this life. And, you know, I hope that they know that I, I would never hate them and I can never hate them. They will always have a special place in my heart. I will always watch over you and I will always wish you the best. And I personally think that until someone comes into my life, that really just, it makes sense. And I think I feel, because I know the way I can feel for someone. I know the way I can feel romantically about someone. And so if I don't feel that with you, I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to myself either. Because you deserve to find your right person and so do I. I've felt so full from everything that has just been not romantic. The love I have for my mother is a love that has filled me in such a big way that no man has ever been able to. And the way, and the times I felt the most loved were never by a man. They were all platonic relationships. But my girlfriends, because I love my girlfriends, honestly, a lot of guy relationships, friendships-wise, become difficult. Not saying you can't be friends with him. That could become a whole debate we could sit here and talk about for hours. But unfortunately, I slept five hours because if you guys didn't know... Another thing I'm really focusing on is releasing myself from environments that I'm really not comfortable in and that don't feel me. And I want to talk about this in a different episode because this, again, is all about love. But recently I, I've quit weed, which if you didn't know, I smoked weed to sleep. Um, yeah. Anyways, I've been dealing with all that and just um, relapsing a little bit with my past eating disorder. So it's just been a hard, tough week. But again, with all the love I've felt, it's so powerful. It, like, my dog gets me out of bed because I love him. I do it for the people I love, and the people I love push me. And I don't know what I'd do without that. It's one of the greatest things, and we need to accept it in. And so on this Valentine's Day, love. Um, it's, whether or not it's a romantic partner, love. Tell your families you love them. Tell your friends you love them. Spend time doing things you love. Buy yourself the flowers. Take yourself on the date. Go get your favorite food that you love. Listen to your favorite songs that you love. Watch your favorite movie that you love. Write handwritten love letters to people you love. Do all these things that you love. And I want to say love loudly. Love silently. Love passionately. Love regardless. Just love 365 days of the year. And just use this day to serve you as a reminder that you have a lot of love when you don't feel it. And so, again, I love you guys. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want, shoot me an DM on Instagram, either at Vanessa Nagoya or at Here's My Heart, and I would love to chat with you all on this beautiful Valentine's Day. I'm going to be spending the day dog-sitting with um, my dog and then my friend's dog because she's going on a Valentine's Day date, but I love my dog, so this is a perfect way to spend my day with someone I love, and I hope you do too. So until next time, trust the process, go with your gut, and hear your heart. Thank you so much.